Welcome to Unbreakable Spirit, stories of inspiring and thriving with Jennifer Seven, co-author of a book that is part of the Sisterhood Folios, a number one international bestseller. This is a podcast about real women who've overcome tremendous obstacles and come out on the other side to thrive. Whether their hardships were financial, relational, or health, these women dug deep and found the light out of the dark to rise from the ashes, to find the ability to forgive, to love, and to live an authentic, joyful life. Now, here is your host, Jennifer Seven. Welcome, Kristen Caulfield. I am so excited to have this very special guest on my Unbreakable Spirit podcast today. Let me tell you a little bit about Kristen. She is an eating expert. She actually teaches purpose-driven humans how to turn food and habit into superpowers for health and happiness. As the founder of the culinarycure.com, she simplifies wellness into doable daily habits that hold the key to enhanced wellness and living younger, longer, and better. And who doesn't want that? Kristen is the author of How Healthy People Eat, An Eater's Guide to Healthy Habits. She also accepts highly motivated humans for her private coaching programs. Thank you, Kristen, again, for being here and welcome, welcome, welcome. And I can't wait to get started and to hear about your journey to where you are today. Good morning, Jennifer, and thank you for inviting me to be on your new podcast. I am excited to be here and share my story because I feel like my story is a little bit of every woman's story. And I'll just launch right in. My life from the outside looked pretty perfect. I went to a good college. I married a great guy. We lived in a nice neighborhood. I had a very successful catering company. My kids went to good schools and everything was fine until it wasn't. Mm. And anyone who's been through a patchy spot or a messy point of their life can really relate to this. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time and it happens slowly. And our big world starts to get smaller and smaller. And I found myself in a situation where my mother was, her breast cancer came back. My father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Oh I was going through a really rough patch in my marriage. We had some pretty scary financial troubles. I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and then my dog died. Oh, <laughs> it just wow. That was kind of, that was in a, in a nutshell, that was like a 10 year period that cumulatively built up to being this tsunami of soul sucking personal events. And I went from being that woman, that go-to girl where everyone's like, ask Kristen, have Kristen share that, ask Kristen to be involved. Kristen's got a company that does that to being a woman who woke up every single day trying to figure out how I was going to make it through the next 12 hours. I, was it just even hard just to get out of bed? When I look back now, 
I realized that I was probably struggling with clinical depression, which I, I, at the time, I just, you know, you're in crisis mode. And what happens is we basically, we rewire our brains when we, when this stuff starts to happen to us. And we spend a lot of time worrying and ruminating and amazingly, the way the law of attraction works is the more you think about something, whether it's good or bad, the more you draw that thing to you. So inadvertently, I was creating, not that any of those things were my fault and that I'm not to blame, but in my own hardwired way, I was allowing these things to take over my brain and my thoughts became these very negative thought patterns. And that's actually how we're wired. Our brains are wired to focus on the negative to keep us safe. Right. So that reptilian brain, you've heard this description a million times, that reptilian brain is there to protect you from the saber tooth tiger that wants to have you for lunch. That stress, uh, that fear, uh, the cortisol, that mm-hmm. it's supposed to keep you safe in our modern world. And I'm a, an educated, informed human, but in the modern world, what's happened is that part of our brain is still there, but the stressors we face are very different. And my stressors were real life problems that were cumulatively adding up. And my ability to cope with them was going down. I I didn't get professional help until I was pretty far down the path. And one day, one morning, I woke up. And instead of my first thought being, how the heck am I going to get through this day? My first thought was, this cannot be what the universe had planned for me. That was an aha moment. It was. And that was my thought. My aha moment came a little bit later when here I am, I'm hanging, right? I'm at the end of my rope. There's no more rope. I'm out of rope. (laughs) The rope was long. I got to the end of the rope. And now I know I'm I know that my I was not supposed to live a life being so sad and so overwhelmed and so stressed out and feeling out of control. I knew that couldn't possibly be the way the rest of my life was going to look. But I couldn't control all those things. All those things and there were other things that I'm not even mentioning. I mean it really got to the point where I was like what else could go wrong. We all had those moments where it's like, is this little black cloud following me everywhere? Right. Right. What else could possibly go wrong? And then something would go wrong. So you're like, why did I ask that? Right. Right. (laughs) How did I make that thing happen? So I realized I couldn't control everything, but I could control certain things. I could control what was on the end of my fork. I could control the thoughts in my head. I could control the people I spent time with. So I started with what was on the end of my fork because 
my medium has always been food. I had a catering company. I was an event planner. I'm the woman who, when you have a baby, I bring you a meal. When some family member passes, I'm there with food. I, I love to entertain. And so food is everything to me. It's love, it's history, it's love. family, it's mm-hmm. community, it's all of the above. So I started with food and using food as the fuel to help rebuild my life. And I just want to make it really clear here. I had no special skills. I had no special resources. Speaking of resources, I was at a very, very scary and low place financially. I felt very alone because mm-hmm. when, excuse my French, but when the shit hits the fan and it ha- and it keeps hitting the fan, people don't want to hear your sob story. So you stop talking about it because people are tired of hearing it and you become very insular in the way you are traveling through your life. So... I started with food and I started making, my thought pattern was I've always used food. I'm very knowledgeable about food. I am that woman who was giving her kids probiotics 33 years ago. You know, I, I know how to use food better. And with that, I didn't put, allow anything in that wasn't going to serve me. So I I backed off on the coffee, I backed off on the wine, I backed off on the refined carbs and the added sugar. And it wasn't like I was eating a lot of those things. But when you're not sleeping because you're in fight or flight mode, you depend on the caffeine just to get your sorry ass through the day. And then and then more of it, more of it, (laughs) more of it. And then and that and interestingly, once your adrenals are all jacked up, you know, you you're starting to crave sugar more, your hormones go out of balance. It is a slippery slope. (laughs) And I went all the way down. (laughs) So when I started to change how I ate and looked at everything before I put it in my mouth and, and asked myself, will this help me or hurt me? I started to feel better. I started to have more energy. I felt like I could handle some of the problems that were in front of me and I still wasn't sleeping. And many women can relate to this. I absolutely, uh, (laughs) that my brain, it was like a file cabinet that flew open and papers were shooting out everywhere and I'm lying in my bed and I can't get that drawer shut. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to file, file, file. That's like a nightmare. (laughs) It is. It's a nightmare. So I'm not sleeping and I'm up at 4 a.m. And the next decision I make is, well, I can lie here and ruminate about all the things that I need to do and try to change, or I can get myself to the gym. So I found a 5 a.m. workout and I started going to the gym. Well, good for you. That was that you took that action. Well, and look what happened. Now I'm eating right. I'm exercising, which is helping me manage my stress. Mm -hmm. So I'm dialing down the stress hormones and I'm dialing up the feel good hormones and my body and brain start to change. How I look starts to change how I feel starts to change. And out of the universe, 
with this change of energy, because what we think about, what we, we do over and over, we attract more of to ourselves, an amazing job comes out of the universe for me. And at that point, it changes just about everything for me because now I am in a financially secure place. This is really a great job. And I have a sense of purpose and passion. And I did that job for about three years. And during that time, I took my knowledge, my knowledge of food, my knowledge of nutrition, my knowledge of habit, my knowledge of human behavior. I hired coaches. I took courses. I got certifications. And I created the Culinary Cure. And this is my resource to help other women. Nobody wrote the playbook for when your life falls apart in your 50s (laughs) and it doesn't turn out how you thought it was going to and you don't really recognize yourself anymore. So I created a platform to help other women with resources they could use to rebuild anytime because that's how life is. It's not all you know, unicorns and balloons. You know, life is a tough sport. And as women, we need the skills and the tools to put on our big girl pants and know that this too shall pass. And we've got to keep going. Right. I feel that so much because well, I went through a really rough patch on my own. And at the time it was like, what can I do? All I can do is put one foot in front of the other. I would try to break down my problems into little tiny baby steps and say, okay, I can do this and I can do this. And over time you, you move forward and, and life does get better. And I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that this things do change. It doesn't stay the same forever. You may feel like what you're in is forever, especially right now with COVID feels like forever, but things do change. And I love what you're saying because you, you took positive action. You, you took steps toward what you could do with food, which is really powerful. Powerful and transformative. What's fascinating to me is when I look through old photographs and I look at pictures of me during that time, I, I just, I look so much better now. I look, you know, my eyes, it really shows around my eyes and the eyes really say a lot about us and tell a lot of our story. And I'm 63 And this was in my, this started in my early fifties and it's been, it's been a remarkable journey. And since then, and we don't look, here's the deal. We don't learn anything from the easy stuff. It is the (laughs) hard stuff that tempers us and shapes us and molds us into the women we are supposed to be. And when we develop those skills that allow us to be resilient in the face of great challenge, we, those are superpowers. That's letting go of the outcome, which is one of the hardest things. I'm, I am a type A firstborn, get it done, go to girl. 
but I had to learn the lesson of letting go of the outcome. I could only do me. And since I have let go and all this wonderful stuff has happened. So I got that great job. I became a regular on my local Fox and Good Morning Washington, where I am an eating expert for them. I do regular podcasts and TV shows um, and radio shows as, as a guest expert. I wrote my book, How Healthy People Eat, An Eater's Guide to Healthy Habits, which is available on Amazon as really a primer, just a starting point. And what I love about my book is everybody gets something out of it. It's not a diet. It's not a cookbook. It's a primer. It's information about how we eat and how we're supposed to eat, about what we should be eating, and about how to build a culinary pharmacy and use herbs and spices to support our wellness. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, my little 100-page book has 300-and-something footnotes. It's highly researched, and it's a great starting point for people who are like, oh, you know, I just want to do better, and I'm not ready to sign up for anything. I just I want to I want to learn a little bit more. And so that's well, that's why I wrote my book. I think that's really important because food is so conf- it's become so confusing in this world. And what do we eat? And how do we eat? And what's good for us? What isn't good for us? And because of the processed foods and all the sugars in the foods, you know, we turn to food for comfort, but it's not food that's serving us. And it can be so overwhelming. It's like, where do I start? And so I love this, that it's a primer to just, you know, get you started on a better, a healing, better path. Well, you actually just, you just said something really important. The hardest part for everybody is getting started. And the wellness overwhelm is real. Because we have access to Google and there's information coming at us 24-7, we become overwhelmed and we're so afraid of like making the wrong choice. Like, oh, should I hire a, should I go to the gym for 30 hours a week? Should I hire a coach? You know, do I need to eliminate everything from my diet? And what I like to do is take a very proven practical approach with people And they can go to theculinarycure.com to read more about me and my programs, but a proven practical approach that is all about eating in the real world Mm -hmm. because diets do not work. They don't work. It restrictive, complicated counting recipes with lots of ingredients. Ingredients. (laughs) Oh, you know, somebody just said to me the other night, I was, I was doing a webinar and somebody said, oh, have you ever been to the Pritikin Institute? And I said, no. And she said, oh, it was fabulous. I mean, breathtakingly expensive, but it was like staying at the nicest spa you ever stayed at. And the food was incredible. And then they send you home with all these recipes. And it was so complicated, hard and overwhelming to recreate that experience at home. That people just, what they do instead, and this is a brilliant business plan for for the Institute, they just go back 
to get the work done because uh-huh. people, they've made it too hard for people to replicate that at home. I take a different approach. My approach is feeding yourself is a 21st century survival skill and understanding that food in its most basic form is calories and their and calories in their basic form from high school science equal energy so food is our fuel you wouldn't put the wrong fuel in your car because it would ruin the engine so i teach people how to use real food that people eat every day in an intentional way and a We eliminate like seven or eight things. That's about it. And then I introduce people to these seven or 8,000 delicious things they might not be eating. And that's where we go. Because if it's not sustainable, if it's not a way of living, if it's not a lifestyle, it's a diet. And diets don't work. So we have to create a lifestyle that supports the life we want to live. And nobody, wants to get a lifestyle disease. And they're called lifestyle diseases because we create them through the way we live, through our habits, what we eat, how we handle stress, how we sleep. And stress is a form of inflammation. So we need to get our arms around stress. And we, if we're eating foods that create inflammation in our bodies, and it's that low-level IgG inflammation, Mm -hmm. that means we don't even really feel it. Like if you have too much, you eat too much sugar, you drink too much liquor, you feel that. And you know that's a bad thing. But if you're doing these little, little everyday things and kind of like crappy is your new normal, you forgot what it feels like to wake up and be like, I feel fantastic. You've got that low level inflammation. It's sneaky, it's dangerous, and it'll steal your joy and your health. And ultimately you could end up with some pretty serious diseases over time. And and let's, let's just put it out there. If you lose your health, you will spend all your time and money trying to get it back. So being proactive about wellness and the choices we make. And let me tell you, my background's culinary. If it's not delicious, why would anybody eat it? (laughs) (laughs) So I have over 200 recipes on my website at The Culinary Cure, and I make healthy, delicious, but I also make it quick and easy because nobody wants to spend more time cooking. I spend about 15 minutes 15 to 20 minutes prepping our evening meal each day. And I have a a whole plan about, hey, you just, you spend a little time on Sunday, you gear up for the week, you get, you, you only need, you really only need five breakfasts, five lunches and four dinners because most people do something different on the weekends. Okay. So if you want to put the wellness odds in your favor, You harness the power of those five days. Those are our five work days, whichever days they are. And you think of food as your fuel that's going to get you through that week because we all want to have that mental focus, that that energy, that good sleep, that good restorative rest. So we wake up feeling great. And the food is the fuel that helps us get that. We do a little simple prep work. 
Like I make my five ingredient salad dressing. I'll share that right now with everybody. Okay, let's hear it. (laughs) Five ingredients. I have like a little mayonnaise jar. I do the juice of about three or four lemons. So I get about a third of that jar full with lemon juice. I fill it with olive oil. I chop a shallot or two and I add salt and pepper. That's it. I always have a jar and the recipes at theculinarycure.com. I always have a jar of my salad dressing ready to go. I don't like bagged salad because it tastes nasty. I don't know what they spray in those bags to keep it fresh. I'm sure it can't be good for us. I'm trying to minimize how much plastic is in my life. So I don't want to buy salad in plastic. So I buy a couple of heads of lettuce on Sunday. I I fill my sink with water. I clean my lettuce. I run it through my salad spinner and I put it in. I have these silicone Ziploc bags. I put Mm -hmm. it in that. So now I've got salad and salad dressing ready to go for the week. I prep my chili powder chicken thighs, which is a (laughs) game-changing recipe. Um, And I have a couple of other recipes that are super quick, and I can just have like the five ingredients on hand. And this is delicious stuff. Like I I feed this stuff to my guests, and they're like, what is this black rice and shrimp dish it's with the Indian spices. And I'm like, yeah, that's like a five ingredient recipe. I I love this. (laughs) Takes no time to make. And so when we flip the way we think about food, and I just want to sort of end with this because, you know, my life, I thought it was never going to change and it did. And I live every day I mean, I'm up at 4, 4.10 every morning. I'm at the gym at 5 a.m. My days are full. Sometimes it's six o'clock and I'm like, oh, damn, I, you know, I've got to stop You know what I'm doing because it's time. I, I need that 15 minutes to feed my husband. And, you know, I every day is such a gift. It's it, it a is. miracle to wake up every day. So as humans, we've done this one really crazy thing. We've curated what we eat. We've curated it down. We don't eat seasonally. We don't eat locally. We don't eat fermented foods. We're not eating enough foods that are hard to chew. All our food is soft. That's changed our faces. That's why everybody needs braces because we haven't strengthened our jaws by chewing. That's affected our nasal cavities. So everybody's you know, struggling with reflux and sleep and all these other things. So one thing that I like to leave people with is we really need to eat the way our great, great, great grandparents ate. We need to eat seasonal food. We So the best way to do this is go to your local farmer's market, get farmer's a CSA market. box, yep. mm-hmm. support those small. Nobody is getting rich being a farmer except the big agri companies. We don't want to support them. We want to support that local farmer whose heart is in his business, who's bringing that food to market. It People say, oh, man, it's a little more expensive. Hello, what you are buying, what you are paying for when you buy food is nutrients. So when you shop at the farmer's market, you are actually buying more nutrients for your consumer dollars. When you buy those blueberries in the grocery store, They have probably come from Mexico, they've been shipped, they've been stored, they've been treated, and blueberries last a really long time. So you don't even know how old they were when you bought them. 
That's a little scary. <laughs> well, it, we should be scared. Yeah. So what we need to do is we need to shop local, support those local farmers. We need to eat more fermented foods to get the good pre and probiotics to feed our gut bacteria because the gut is the seat of our immune system. We need to eat a bigger variety of foods and stop just eating the same foods over and over again. And that's what people do. We're eating salmon and chicken and tomatoes and asparagus and blueberries all year round. So change it up. Look at the winter squash. Look at the, at the seasonal citrus fruits. Try to eat foods that are grown local and in season and right the and, and chew. And chew. And it's chew. so true. It is 2022. You are launching this podcast. This is what I'm going to leave everybody with. At a minimum, chew each bite 22 times. And that <sighs> in and of itself will help you take a baby step. You're, so you're, you're actually, what, what we call this is habit stacking. You're already eating. You're already chewing. Now you're going to make sure you chew at least 22 times. You're going to stack that habit onto what you're already doing, and you're going to use it to help you get more nutrients from your food, break your food down better, and improve your digestive health. Well, I love that because I know that I eat way too fast. And I think many of us do because we're busy and we're hectic and we have so many things to do and we don't pay attention to our food as we eat it. So that taking that mindful approach to your food. I was like, smell your food. Look at your food. I love chew 22. <laughs> chew 20, chew in 22. And it's, I mean, to heck with mindful, think of it as this is digestion starts in your mouth with chewing. If we don't get that part right, we're setting ourselves up for reflux, for, you know, um, GERDs, for Barrett's esophagus. And the other thing is stop drinking liquids with meals, drink your liquids before or after meals. Uh, don't use your food. To, don't use your drink to wash down your food. Oh, now that's, I've not heard that before. That's really interesting. And, and talk about hydration for just a moment, Kristen, and getting enough water in. Sure. And I'm going to invite your listeners, if they're on Instagram, follow me at Kristen Cofield on Instagram, where I am continuously doing the warm lemon water rant to help educate people about the undervalued um, and under-optimized habit of hydration. And just in a nutshell, it's important to understand that when we are asleep, our body is fasting. And when we wake up in the morning, all of the metabolic waste from our major organs that have been, has been detoxing when we're asleep has ended up in our lymphatic system. And our lymph lymphatic system um, are, are the, um, the lymph glands are located between our muscles and our skin. But it's, it's not, um, the lymph system can't move itself. So all that metabolic waste ends up in our lymph system and we need to help the lymphatic system, which is the trash can of the body, take that trash out. And one of the ways we do that is by rehydrating after the fast that occurred during sleep. So the first beverage of each day needs to be water. And I always like to say, hey, if Tom Brady 
can start his day with 24 ounces of electrolyte boosted water. And he's paying the best coaches in the world. If it's good enough for Tom, it's good enough for me. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So start each day with eight at at a minimum eight. I do 14 ounces, eight to 10 ounces of warm or room temperature lemon water. You can add a pinch of Himalayan pink sea salt or some electrolyte drops. And what that does water, our water's all been processed through municipal processing plants. And our water is supposed to be live. It's supposed to have all these good live things in it that make it alkaline and beneficial for us. But because it's treated, it's basically dead when we drink it. So we can boost it with citrus, with um, those Himalayan pink sea salt or electrolyte drops because the electrolyte and the sea salt actually add minerals to the water to make it more bioavailable. And the citrus adds, although it's acidic going in, these, the, it turns alkaline in our bodies and we want to raise that alkalinity level. So the rule of thumb for people, and I teach this in all, all of my programs are built on hydration. I teach people how to hydrate properly. That's our starting point. When we get, when we get proper, when we achieve proper hydration, all the other stuff falls into place really easily. (laughs) So Just if you're ready, if you're listening and you're like, yes, yes, I want to do that. I'm going to chew and I want to hydrate better. Start by drinking half your body weight in water each day. And I don't want you drinking, you know, if you weigh 120 pounds, I don't want you drinking 60 ounces at three o'clock. You want to sip that water throughout the day Mm -hmm. so that your organs can use it and it can get you can hydrate on an intercellular level. And a great tip is use herbal teas. A lot of people struggle with water. They're like, oh, I don't like the way water tastes. It's boring. So sip herbal tea. If you've got, if you've got high blood pressure, uh, a great herbal tea is hibiscus tea. If you need to calm down, chamomile, lavender, there are some adaptogenic teas out there that can can help you with focus and stress. So herbal tea is a great hack. You can drink it warm or cold. And I have on my in my Amazon store at the Culinary Cure, I have these glass, uh, they're 16 ounce British beer mugs, you know, they're (laughs) pint mugs, they're glass. And I just fill mine over and over again, pop it in the microwave and heat it up. And it's a great way to have it stack hydration into your day. You don't even notice it. You've just always got that nice herbal tea right next to right, you. Right next to you. Now, it, should you stay away from black and green tea? Because I know those are more ca- I love green tea. Gre- green okay. tea is a super food. Green tea is a powerful, powerful anti-inflammatory. Like everything, you need to make, do your research. You need to make sure it's organic. There's a great brand that Eden Food sells called Sencha Green Tea. And I like it because it doesn't have that. Very often green tea can be bitter and people don't like it. This is a very smooth, light green tea and it's great. Green tea is great. If you, and, and black tea is good for us too. Like everything, I advise people, buy less, buy better. And make sure that, you know, you're buying the quality because when you buy stuff that's made with a lot of chemicals, it's just not good for you. Chemicals Mm -hmm. create inflammation. So make sure you're, you're buying the best quality and the cleanest. And it's worth the investment because you're investing in yourself. And as Kristen said, food is medicine and 
we need to be healthy <laughs> for our lives. Wow, so much phenomenal information packed into this podcast. I thank you so much. Uh, I know that I've got that book coming, How Healthy People Eat, An Eater's Guide to Healthy Habits, which you can get on Amazon. I'm super excited to get that. I love the simple tips. I love that it's about bringing good things in. And when you're on a diet, it's always about deprivation and taking things out. So this is putting healthy habits in and introducing the good foods in, and it's just seems doable. And if you could see Kristen, she is beautiful and radiant. And I'm sure it's from all of this good, healthy living that you're doing. And she has an unbreakable spirit, because if you look at all that she's been through, and yet she found a way when she was hanging at the end of that rope to take an action, something, as she said, that she could control and and look at her life now. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I have a favorite quote that I love to share. And I think it speaks to what you just said. And it's a quote by Arthur Ashe. And it's start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Mm. And those are simple, powerful words. I love to look at each day as a fresh start. Just do today. Just do today. Try to drink a little more water. Um, you know, try to build a little more movement in. Our bodies were made to move more. Create a better routine around sleep. There's so many things we can control. And I invite everybody to come visit me at theculinarycure.com. There's tons of free resources, 200 recipes. So, uh, jump in. You can order my book from there. I love to give away great information. And I think we have a giveaway for your listeners that you're going to put in the show notes, which is um, Healthy Habits 101, which is a 14-page guide for anybody who's ready to get started. So they can get that right through your show notes, I believe. Absolutely. So that'll be a great way to, to put your toe in the water and get started. So thank you, Kristen, for your time, your insights, your wisdom. I will definitely put in the notes, uh, theculinarycure.com. Make sure that you check it out. You can find Kristen on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere else that you want to share. I'm every, I am everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. But I think I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. And that's where I put my freshest content. And I just, everybody who's listening, you can do this. You're not done yet. You're just getting started. And look at what Kristen did in her 50s. And I, I think so many of us, when we get into our 50s, that's the time that big changes start to occur, either bad or good, but it makes you change. So yeah, so thank you again. I'm super excited to have Kristen here uh, on our show. Check out the show notes and uh, chew in 22. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for joining us on Unbreakable Spirit. To learn more about Jennifer and her holistic weight loss approach, visit her website at sevencompany.com. That's the number seven, company.com. And please join us for our next episode where we'll hear from more women who overcame hardship and learned how to thrive.